Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Audrey Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Magnus. I'm Jesus Gonzalez. I'm Carla Barrientos. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, a spectacular festival podcast of nighttime magic and imagination and electrical, synthetic, magnetic, musical sound. Wow. <laughs> well, that was, you know what that's from, right? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. What? Anybody? No. Brian? Uh, you lost me. It's the Disney Channel. No, you're close, <laughs> though. <laughs> the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, I, I yeah. love yep. it. What a beautiful reference. Yeah, thank you. I wish I understood that. I mean, I'm only 19 years old. That's probably why I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in today's podcast, moving on, uh, we will interview... Brian Boozer, Woo-hoo. owner at Alm Studios. Yeah, hello, Bakersfield. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to have you here, Brian. Thank you. Uh, the Hello, Bakersfield team will be interviewing you in just a moment. But before that, let's get to the highs and lows. Folks, it's been a while since we met. This is our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some practice runs. We've had a few practice shows, a few demos. Check them out. Uh, but I'm interested in hearing your uh, highs and lows. How are things? Carla? Well, my high uh, was me and my husband. It was, we had a mommy and daddy night, and we went to Art Mix. Ooh. And yes, Rachel. Bakersfield Museum of yes. Art, represent. You might know something about it, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Art Mix is an annual fundraiser for the Bakersfield Museum of Art. Yes, and it is like classy art everywhere food everywhere drinks um we had a great night uh it it was just nice to go out saw some people that we hadn't seen in a really long time and there were people in it was so awesome there's live art too and there were people in these body hugging leotards i i want one for christmas now yeah it's funny um (laughs) you the morph suits or what we had a six I believe ballet dancers they were all 15 or 16 ballet dancers we've been trying to get this element of the event to happen for three years but nobody will wear these suits because they are so unflattering (laughs) and we finally asked Bakersfield Ballet uh, Company and they were oh the perfect fit and they were so graceful like the way they moved you can tell they were ballet dancers I took a picture with one of them and she or he did this amazing bend and I mean, they were holding it like it was no big deal. It was a lot. I loved it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it was a neat element. It added mm-hmm. a lot of energy to the event for sure. Yeah, I had a really good time. It was a nice night. That was my high. It is one of the premier events in Bakersfield, I feel. It is. It, it really is. And I think I am surprised by how many people don't attend. It's a packed house, but there's some people who I think if it was on their radar, they would not miss any year. I mean, they would be there every single year. So I'm kind of, Rachel, I'm wondering how it's going to go next year because I feel like it's going to be even bigger. And yeah, and we actually were at capacity. Um, oh, okay. So I we, thought so. And I was we've like, wow. been um, talking about ways that we can expand it. You know, we have this beautiful garden in the back of the museum and ways to maybe pull, use that, take advantage of that space. So yeah, we're, we're anticipating bigger. We want it to be bigger. Oh, it's a great good. event. Yeah, I'll be there next year. <laughs> <laughs> Any lows, Carla? Um, my low, so this shouldn't be a low, but it is for me. Um, I've decided I'm going to start eating right, you know, clean Ooh. eating. I know. <laughs> they, cheeseburgers don't go in that, unfortunately. But I really want to buckle down, and I notice when I eat well, I feel well. So 
It's kind of my low because I'm struggling right now, but you know, it'll you become your high. I can vouch for that. It oh, does. It does. Yeah. You guys keep me accountable, please. But it's also a roller coaster. It's yeah. Hard. Yeah. I'm going to be patient with myself, give myself some <laughs> grace, but that's my low. Incremental progress is good progress. Ah, I, I'm going to keep that in mind. I like that. Just take it step by step. <laughs> hey, Seuss, what's up with you? Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Um, well, my highs, similar to Carla's, I also went to the art mix for the first time and I saw Carla there. Yes. We had the <laughs> it was amazing. There. I got my first piece of art. So I felt like an adult, you know. Did you? Yeah, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was neat. It was a really cool event. I, what I loved about it was that I just felt like I was transported into just somewhere so different, you know. It was really well put together. Thank Rachel, you. you and um, you bought a piece of art from the off the wall sale, yes. which is a great um, opportunity that. for the museum because we actually partner with local artists who get to display their work and it's a consignment. So it is a fundraiser for the museum, but it is also a fundraiser for local artists. The museum retains 50% and then the artist gets to keep the other percent. So you're supporting the museum as well as a local artist. Oh, so thank you. That. It is cool. Very it's like, cool. it's nice. Like, or what was so fun about it too, or that, that particular piece of the event is, uh, you know, there's so many people looking at art. So it's like this adrenaline rush that you'll well, get the piece um, you like. <laughs> because it's off the wall. You've got, if you like it, somebody else could just come and grab yeah. it. I think Carla told the story. There was something that you were liking. Last and, year. Yes. And stepped away somebody for else 10 minutes. It. it was gone. And it was mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Got to move quick. Yeah, I didn't make Wait. that mistake this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure didn't. But um, the my low for the week was, um, I didn't really have one. I had a great week, you guys. So yeah, that's not interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I did start eating healthy too. I feel like I'm just repeating everything Carla's saying. Oh my god! I started whole thirty. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you need a uh, meal prep buddy, you can come over and cook in my new kitchen. Mm. I'm gonna take you up on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. Rachel, highs and lows. Well, along with every other. California-based Instagrammer, influencer. I was, I'm super stoked on all the wildflowers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working on a project that is based in New Cuyama of all places right now. So I had the opportunity to drive out to Cuyama last week and was just delighted by all the sheets of yellow, orange, and purple. And then I also um, was able to take a day and went out to Windwolves and did a seven and a half mile hike with my boyfriend Henry and my little tiny Shih Tzu who did so amazing, all seven mm. and a half miles. Oh, oh Oliver wow. did it? He did it. He's wow. an incredible hiker. Oh my gosh, surprised. who knew? Um, but, so that definitely is my high and I'm also shamelessly loving all of the Instagram posts. Keep them coming. I cannot get enough of the wildflower photos. Uh, Low, we lost a really significant figure in our community last week. Yes. Um, Betty Younger, a mentor to me, a friend, a and a huge um, patron of the arts, supporter of the arts, incredible female artist who led the charge and really championed public art in our community. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, significant loss, um, and but just some really sweet sent- sentiments going around the creative community um, surrounding that, and people talking really positively about the mark that she will make in her legacy here. Let's talk about that mark, because Betty was a, a really significant figure for a lot of us in the community. She really encouraged, as you said, the the artists and in those creatives and the in the artistic community, but but also she was just a great philanthropist. She and her mm. her husband uh, Milt Younger. Um, they supported not only the Museum of Art, but they also su- were big 
um, supporters of the, uh, the, the Bakersfield Symphony mm-hmm. Orchestra. And and they also later in their lives uh, opened the younger galleries mm-hmm. in the Bakersfield, um, actually in the Bank of America building downtown. Um, and, you know, for those listeners who are interested in seeing some of her art, uh, it is still displayed. Some of the public artwork is still displayed there at um, the Bank of America building there on uh, Chester and Truxton. And also both of our college campuses have right. some of her pieces installed. Um, and yeah, just in, in when you think about it, I was looking up, I'm going to be speaking at her funeral and I've been doing some research on the history of um, those pieces and when they were installed. And so, the earliest one was installed in the late seventies. I mean, that that's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. for Bakersfield to have public art, you know, that early is pretty impressive. And it's still a fight that we're, you know, we're still trying to get more public art down here, but right. here she was, you know, 40 years ago, um, realizing how important it was to make our community more beautiful and sprinkle it with creative objects. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, My low is that I have this Instagram hater. Uh, Should I call him out? No. Yeah, I call them out. <laughs> <laughs> Not my tag. We don't want anyone. Yeah. They don't want them to get any extra. Yeah, that's right. Well, like, no, but every time I post something, he always has some like really negative remark about oh. things. So like I, so you know, with my nonprofit children first, we we open this pocket park, mm-hmm. and the landscape uh, landscapers um, they because we opened the park in October and the timing of when they started landscaping. Um, there were some issues with the with the grass, and so it, it went dormant, and um, now it's coming back. And so I took some pictures of the pocket park of kids playing, and this guy had to respond like, oh, the grass looks horrible. And then I just recently posted a photo about our annual fundraiser, and this guy, the same guy, posts that um, it might be a good – idea to use those profits from the fundraiser to buy new turf. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> We're always accepting donations, yeah. Mr. Instagram yeah. comment like, leaver. Yeah, if I need a negative uh, comment, I definitely go to this uh, gentleman because he's always full of them. Uh, you know, let haters be your greatest motivators. Yeah, know? seriously. <laughs> I just It's so easy to sit behind a keyboard and not do anything. Um, so you don't let it get to you. Yeah. Oh. No, I doesn't. I just think it's so funny. Every time I look on my Instagram, there's like this snarky remark from this one guy. It's pretty funny. But uh, my high is yeah. that, uh, uh, you know, 15 years ago, I think it's been 15 years now since I graduated from college, time flies, uh, maybe wow. 14 years ago. And one of my uh, favorite professors was a professor at the Goldman School of Public Policy at UC Berkeley, and he studied. Uh, he he taught um, public policy courses, introduction to public policy, um, policy design, uh, arts and public policy, and I took all of the courses that he offered uh, because I just was in awe of him. He was a graduate of MIT uh, and Harvard, a trained architect. Um, but just had a really interesting life and, um, and, and was just a really smart man and professor. And so he, he really influenced me in my life and the way he thought about public policy uh, remains with me even today. And, uh, 
last night I was thinking about him in, as it relates to some of the issues I'm working on as a city council, and I emailed him. And this morning I saw that he emailed me back and he actually responded back and he said that next time I'm up in Berkeley to give him a call so we can get together for coffee. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a cool little thing like, you know, a celebrity who reaches out to you or something mm-hmm. like that. I love that. Yeah. I, that's got to be a good feeling. Are yeah. Are you going to reach out to him when you head up well, there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll be proud as a professor too to see one of his pupils, you know, and kind of where where they ended up in their life and the impact they're making. I'm sure he'll like to think that he was a part of that and, and shaping your, your views and what you're doing. And here. it sounds like he was. Well, I just thought it was really cool because, you know, he has thousands of students, you know, every year. And uh, this was 15 years ago. So that he took the time to respond back. That, that meant a lot to me. So anyway. You gotta have him sign your T-shirt when you see him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my T-shirt. <laughs> AG twenty twenty. There you go. Oh. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, you're listening to Hello Bakersfield. Uh, our first guest is Mr. Brian Boozer, the owner and operator of this wonderful studio that we sit in, Om Studio, and we are so excited to have him today as our guest. Om Studio Productions is a boutique recording and production studio where the warm sound of analog audio meets the modern ease of the digital age. Ooh, that's, I love that's that. That's beautiful. That yeah. is. Uh, and uh, the studio is actually centrally located. I think it's centrally located because it's just two blocks away from my office, uh, right here in the heart of downtown Bakersfield. Um, and, and like, as I said, uh, is owned and operated by the professional engineer, musician, and producer, Brian J. Boozer. Mr. Boozer, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So how long have you had OM Studio? Um, originally established it in, um, 2002 when I was in college and we were up on the third floor of this small little building over in the Moronet building. I've been downtown, um, all along. Um, but we were just kind of crammed in there, and it was pretty makeshift. Um, but in this current facility now, um, I've been here for 10 years now. Awesome. And what inspired you to open the studio? It was really something very organic um, that I never even really thought much about. Should I or why? should why? I just didn't think it. It just sort of happened. Um, it happened sort of uh, naturally as a hobby, and the need to sort of record my own bands. And um, so I, I built a little setup, and um, other bands started asking me where my band recorded, and I told them that I was doing it out of my little studio, and they wanted to come in and also record, and um, it actually just kind of started growing, like, you know, very organically like that. Yeah. And ultimately, after a few years of doing it, um, I got a legitimate job offer from um, Josh Graham, who at that time was opening a very large uh, 10,000 square foot, you know, multi-million dollar facility. And um, I ended up closing down my little shop to go help him open that and design that and work there. And um, unfortunately, that was right at the the economic downturn there right around 2008, 2009. Was that locally? It was locally, it was yeah, also in downtown Bakersfield on R Street, which is now known as the uh, Bakersfield Music Hall of Fame. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. At that time, it was called American Sound Recording Studios. I remember that. Yes, okay. Yeah. And, uh, right off of R Street, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, between Q and R. Is that still a recording studio? or uh, I believe one of the studios still exists in there. From what I've t- sadly, I haven't actually gotten a chance to go see the Hall of Fame since um, Kyle and Kim bought it, and I've heard amazing things about what they've done to it as far as remodel and stuff. But I would love to go just to check it out to see the difference between when I was there and, and now. Kyle Carter, uh, former home builder in, in Bakersfield, uh, he and his wife Kim opened the Bakersfield Hall of Fame in downtown. It's a great venue for various different. Uh, performances and concerts um and it's a wonderful facility absolutely yeah now you've um kind of shared your very humble beginnings but you have really grown what you do here and the level and quality of musicians that you're recording with do you want to share some of the names that people might recognize that have recorded here yeah if i can think of some cool ones off the top of my head um yeah i i never really expected to start getting you know, larger names. It was a few years into being into this new facility and I started getting these calls for for people who might be, you know, traveling through town and some bigger name people. And of course I'm, you know, trying to play it cool on the telephone, like, you know, oh yes, yes, absolutely. We can we can host them. In my head I'm going, Yeah, you know, this is great. Um but yeah, uh right away I, right when I opened this place, um uh the lead singer from Florida Georgia Line came through and did some vocals that he was going to be sending Garth Brooks for a, a duet that they were doing together. It's huge. Wow. Huh. And that was amazing. And um, um, I frequently work with uh, uh, Gregory Porter, mm-hmm. who I think now finally everybody in town is realizing who he is right. and that he actually That's is hard. from here and lives here. Um, he's on the road a lot, so I don't see him too often, but several times a year I'll get to work with him. And, you know, he's doing major, major big things. So um, when the record company calls to schedule his sessions, it's usually something significant. They'll say, okay, we have um, the BBC uh, video crew flying in from London. Um, They'll be there two hours early to set up for video, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, wow, this is this is really cool. So, I mean. There's a there's a music video floating around out there that Gregory shot here in the studio that, you know, it's got the little BBC logo in the bottom wow. corner. It's like, that wow, man, so right here in Bakersfield. Look at mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right here at Alm Studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other notable ones. Um, rock and roll legend uh, George Thorogood um, stopped through town and did a session here. Also a video shoot as well. Um, it was a promo for his new album, his solo album. And um, so that's really cool because you can pull that up on YouTube and and see him, you know, kind of uh, recording right here in this room as well. Wow. So. What's that feeling like to see something like that, that you're like, that was in my studio. That must be so exciting. Yeah, it, there. Yeah, it's just, you know, as proud as I could possibly feel, you know, and just humbly like blessed feeling like, wow, I, you know, I don't know why these things are happening, but they are. And I'm just so thankful. Um now, how has it been, uh, Andre mentioned that you are a musician as well, and your band Solajar, is, are, they, are you guys still performing together? Or? We are, yeah. Um, I've been to quite a few shows, sure. always a lot of fun, but um, how do you balance running a business like this and continuing to pursue your own musical career? 
Yeah, the the sad thing about that, at one point in time, I would say I had a nice 50-50 balance. Um, and let's also mention you have four daughters under the so, age of nine? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm a father of four. And um, the the kids are, are the true game changer for, you know, trying to balance time and work and, and, and music and all these things that I'm trying to do. Unfortunately, the music has had to take a little bit of a backseat. So, and, and my whole band is sort of in the same boat, you know, so we're, we're all in that point in life where we're really focused on our careers and our kids. I think we have like 12 kids between all of the members in our band. Um, so we're very, very busy. We love playing just as much as we ever did, if not more. Um, but there's just not as much time to do it, unfortunately, at this moment in time. But we are still playing. Uh, we try to meet once a week still, Wednesday nights, rehearse, and... Um, we actually are playing um, a pretty cool um, performance this month. We're going to be opening up for uh, the average white band out at the uh, Spectrum Amphitheater. Oh, what a cool. great! That's such a great venue. When is that? That is um, Thursday the eighteenth. Oh, okay. And, uh, May eighteenth. Uh, this oh, month, said, April. Oh, April eighteenth. Oh, yep. Okay, well. Thursday, uh, April eighteenth. Coming up here in like what three weeks? I think. What style of music? Because I've he- I've heard of Solajar, but I can't remember what style of music do you do. We do like a, a soulful, um, you know, funk groove, soul oh, type nice. thing. Yeah, jazz in there as well. We've done the jazz festival a few times out at Cal State and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, Are any of your daughters musically inclined? Um, I'm noticing my oldest is for sure um, musically inclined, and I'm really just kind of watching, excited, trying to be – I'm trying to stand away a little bit and not, you know um, – you don't want to harness it and say, this is what you need to do, but <laughs> let her find it all. Yeah, I'm so, yeah, I'll just be listening from the other room as I hear her in the other room singing. And I can already tell that she's got like really great pitch and really great rhythm. And she loves theater. You know, her sisters will sit down and turn on like Barbie on Netflix. And when she sits down to turn something on, she'll pull up like a musical mm. huh. and watch a musical or something like that. So she's definitely my artsy one mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> Daddy daughter duo coming. Yeah, and ho- I think the others have it too. I just they're not quite old enough to really realize it yet, but it's there. I think so. It's fun to watch. Is there any what What do you think is the best venue to see music in Bakersfield? Um, that's a good question. I guess it would kind of depend on on the scale. I'm mm-hmm. I'm more of a small scale person. So I, I don't like concerts at big arenas and big venues like that. I like medium to small size venues. Um, so, I mean, local band wise, I think I enjoy Sandrini's the most just because of the small, like, you know, down home vibe down there. Definitely. Um, the Fox Theater, though, hard to beat that as far as being a great venue to see live music. Let's not forget the Bakersfield Museum of Art Garden. Absolutely. Brian was... helped me put on a uh, concert last summer. Sugar, Sugar Candy Mountain, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Oakland-based band came, and I booked them and had no idea what actually that meant. But I was like, uh, Brian, can you make the sound happen? And he did an <laughs> incredible job. They were very impressed with the sound quality, oh, especially cool. in an outdoor venue, which I'm sure is much harder to control all of the it definitely can be. Fun. Yeah, no, and that was an incredible event. I mean, I'm still in disbelief by how many people were there and how many people had come from out of town to be there. And that that's like probably one of the, the best attended 
music events I've seen in Bakersfield in a long time. Yeah, it was, we were all kind of shocked. I was, and it was, I just happened to be in um, Visalia and see this band open for the band that I was actually seeing <laughs> and emailed them and here they came to Bakersfield and we had a great turnout. Yeah, that was very cool. It's coming soon. We'll have another. I'll be ready for the next one. <laughs> it was a Fantastic. very cool event. So we're located here on 21st Street, uh, really in the heart of downtown, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you were, have been very intentional about sticking downtown. So tell us what, what downtown really means to you. Uh, I, I don't know if I can put it into words, but I've always had a love for downtown from a young age. Um, even um, being in high school, I just started getting the itch to come try to hang out downtown and just be around this, this, you know, sort of, uh, uh, big city vibe kind of in a small city here, Mm -hmm. you know, so I actually have always had my studio located down here. Um, I also bought a home down here in the Oleander area and I love, um, old architecture and, you know, things that have a, like this building, I feel like it has a soul, you know, my house, I feel like it has a soul and a history and a story and I love old stuff. So I think that's what draws me to downtown. Now you, I mean, you've always been really interested in music, but you've chose to stay in Bakersfield. Are there cities that might be much more strongly associated to having a musical energy or history? What was it that made you want to stay in Bakersfield? I guess, um, I never really had a reason to leave or an itch to leave like a lot of people do, but, um, sure there's, there's cities that would probably be really incredible to live in, but I, I'm completely content here. I've always had a lot of stuff, you know, tying me down here, whether it's work or my band or my, you know, girlfriend, now wife, um, or whatever it was that just seemed to always kind of be holding me in Bakersfield. And I never, I've always been so busy and just working hard that I never really looked up as far as like trying to do something different. So it's Mm -hmm. always just been a natural thing to stay here. And um, your wife is texting me right now and telling me some information. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So um, she said I should ask you about your first band. My first band? Like in high school, huh? She's, well, she said seventh grade, and there was um, the bass player, close friend of yours, Micah Hosenblake. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's that's a unfortunate uh, situation there. But, yeah, my, my first um, – band in high school, you know, of course, uh, I was doing punk rock. Of and, course. What know, else was there at the yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else was there? So I was a frequent, um, yeah, you know, my band frequented Jerry's pizza and the gate and all those places that used to rest to, in peace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we used to, we, you know, we just had fun. We were best friends having fun playing music. And, um, yeah, unfortunately you mentioned Micah, he was one of the, uh, Bakersfield three, um, so he's no longer with mm. us, unfortunately. Mm. And that is a, a whole different episode right there mm. <laughs> to talk about that story. Yeah. But the Bakersfield three quickly for our listeners is a, um, is, is uh, in reference to three individuals who are missing. Um, and there is a strong connection relationship among those three individuals and their loved ones have banded together in an effort to find them and to figure out whatever happened to them. And they've been working with law enforcement, trying to uh, increase the rewards for any information for the Bakersfield Three. Mm-hmm. When did they disappear? It's been about a year, I want to say, since the first disappearance, probably almost exactly a year from what I remember off the top of my head. Um, and 
there slowly but surely they went missing it's a few months apart from what i understand i've been trying to follow the story as the best i can on on social media and the news has been covering it a lot and even dr phil and some different things like that um but yeah very 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 sad but i i recall my memories of micah you know so fondly you know those times were so fun playing my my birthday party and (laughs) and, uh just you know fun stuff so yeah talk to us about the name om studio and the motif you have going on here it's beautiful in here it is it's very calming yeah the vibes are just nice thank you um so Originally, I was uh, I was on a, a vacation in San Francisco, and I saw this tapestry when we were shopping around in the Haight Ashbury district. <laughs> and um, I didn't have a clue what the symbol was. I just thought it looked neat, right? Um, so I bought this amazing looking tapestry, and I hung it in my old studio, uh, my former location. And I actually had somebody come in and tell me, "Oh, that's the uh, the Om symbol." Uh, you know, ignorance is bliss, I guess. But I was okay, so I went home and kind of looked it up. What does this actually mean? What am I, you know, putting on my wall here? And um, like the most basic uh, meaning that I was able to find was it, ba- it sort of means the sound of the universe. So it's something that embraces all all the sounds in one sort of uh, three syllables. So. It was also like serendipitous. Yeah, and and what you do, the connection to like yoga and the chant that you you know you physically hear people chanting Aum. It it seemed like so perfect because I'm I'm a very spiritual person and it really tied in with the music, state of mind and recording and sound, and it just seemed to like hit all the marks as far as a name for my studio. So that's what I named my studio. It's a great name, and it's a great environment. Thank you. Yeah, I, it always I, feels good when you walk in here. I just sort of do like whatever comes naturally as far as design. People ask me as far as like interior design or whatnot, and I just have just sort of done whatever I felt like needed to be done. I didn't really think too much into like a theme. It's just sort of what comes out of me naturally. Yeah, it's a really great aesthetic. Like when you walk in, I love the gray walls and <laughs> just everything about it. <laughs> I had some, yeah, I had some uh, some great tips from friends. Um, my lead singer's wife, Camilla Ranger, is a, a local um, interior designer. She actually helped me pick the wall colors. Um, we sat down for lunch one day, and she just said, this is a cool one, this is a cool one. And I said, I like those, let's do it. And she gave. I would text her sometimes late at night, I'm hitting a wall, I don't know what I should do with the trim <laughs> or something. What do you think? And she would shoot me back some info. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, being in here is the most relaxed I've felt in years <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel every day it's every other place to be <laughs> so brian i'm wondering what are you listening to right now what are you listening to locally and beyond um what i was gonna say what's in your tape deck yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> i guess i'm not 19 years old um you know if i was to turn on my truck right now and it would turn on what was playing last it would be um probably a guy named Robert Glasper. So I'm mostly into like very like progressive modern um, jazz. So these guys that are taking um, the art of, of the jazz as we used to know it and mixing it up with some really cool stuff, hip hop and um, funk and just making it very progressive and cool. And that's what just really makes me tick. That's the stuff that I just, it inspires me and, and makes me want to be a better musician. And yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out. And what instruments do you play? I play drums. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sing too? 
I mean, I can sing. Okay. I, I definitely don't have a great voice, but I have, you know, pretty good pitch. So I can jump in and do harmonies if somebody asked me to do that or something. But I don't think my voice is like pleasing. I would never be a lead singer, never. (laughs) So how do you find out about all these really cool shows in town? You know, I I wish we had more of a hub, actually, um, to to link all these things together. But oftentimes, sadly, I don't hear about things until after they have happened. Isn't that the truth? Uh And I don't know, even major stuff, even I'm across the street from the Fox theater. And sometimes I'll hear about a show that happened last night and I'll say, what, Mm -hmm. how did I not know that that was happening? Um, And your Instagram, you're always posting about all these like really cool, you know, local artists. And I'm always like, well, it would be really, you know, neat to go see one of them somewhere in town, but I just don't know, you know, I'm such a noob to all this stuff, finding music and. Yeah, we are in a little bit of a, uh, an interesting place right now, musically in Bakersfield as a scene. Um, cause we don't have a ton of music venues. Um, there's just a couple. And so people have, have sort of invented ways to go out and play music and they're doing it in non-traditional music venues, you know, kind of stuffing themselves in the corner of a restaurant where, it wouldn't really typically be traditional to have music, but they're just doing it and it's working. And um, I think people are just getting creative and finding ways to make it happen. Well, there's something to be said about that is that it's, you know, burgeoning and there's a lot of uh, creative momentum. Uh, yeah. Austin, Texas, cool. watch out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming for you. We're coming. <laughs> it's possible. It's really, uh, it's really something to kind of sit back in my chair and get to see all of this incredible music come through. I get to hear things that almost nobody else, you know, gets to hear and like an inside track to what's actually really happening here. And, and I'm not just saying this, the music here that's happening here right now is better than it's ever been. And it's really on par with any other music town, I think. Yeah. That's so exciting. So how would someone, you know, who just moved here who maybe not know about the music scene be able to listen to some of this stuff? That's a great question and I'm actually developing something to try to help that, but it's probably too soon to speak on it. Okay. But I think there's a lot of uh a lot of area for improvement there to sort of get information out to people. That's awesome. You also record pretty hot podcasts. I, I absolutely do. And I've been sitting on this really cool photo of you guys in here in the setup, and I haven't posted it yet. So I'm, I'm itching to tell people about this. As soon as this goes live. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is our first episode. Well, yeah. Brian, thank you so much for being our very first guest. My pleasure. We're not done with him yet, though. And you're listening to Hello Bakersfield. All right, we're going to get into our next segment. And this is uh, a game that we call 73 Questions, inspired by Vogue's 73 Questions. Questions and yes, Rachel, it is in fact seventy-three Thank questions. You, Andre, yes, <laughs> I had to rub that in. Anyway, so <laughs> over the next uh, few minutes, we're going to be asking you a rapid-fire round of questions. I'll do Brian. my best. All right, and so we want you to respond very short, uh, with very short answers, and as quickly and concise as possible. Um, and we're going to start with Rachel. We're going to continue with Jesus, then Carla, and then me. And we'll round-robin it for the next couple of minutes. And we will begin in three, two, one. Favorite place to be? Bakersfield. Something you can never live without? Um, my family. Hobbies that you'll never give up? Music. Three words to describe yourself? Oh, gosh. Driven. Um... And uh, 
um, passionate. Your biggest fear? Um, my biggest fear, I think, would be actually something like happening to one of my children. Mm-hmm. What makes you angry? Um, angry people make me angry. People that, um, that spread negativity. Amen. Your inspiration? Um, I think, um, my faith. Favorite wild animal and why? Um, I'm going to say a monkey because that's a a funny topic in my household right now uh, with my, my daughter Genevieve, we call her a monkey fox, but um, it's, it's become kind of an inside joke with me and the girls. Oh, let's get her in here next time. She's she's incredible. She's very entertaining. Favorite food. Um, right now tacos because it's approved on my, my meal plan for my trainer. Mm -hmm. Favorite place to eat in Bakersfield. I have been frequenting, um, uh, Los Tacos de Huicho. Yes. Oh, yes. First memory of life. Oh, my gosh. Um, Don't get too graphic. (laughs) My earliest memory that sticks with me somehow is is being at Lake Isabella um, with my my grandfather fishing. Hmm. By the way, Tacos de Huicho is located on East 18th Street, just east of Union Avenue. Beautiful Uh, turquoise building. That's right. Um, Best, well, anyway, uh, best memory in Bakersfield? Um, that would have to be my wedding day. Your, the best advice you've got? Um, cliche, I know, but simply to follow my dreams, no matter how unattainable or uh, outlandish they seem to be. Um, what's the best day trip you've taken in Bakersfield? A day trip in Bakersfield? Um, can it be outskirts of Bakersfield? Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the my fondest memory uh, in recent history around here would be uh, Wind Wolves going up to Wind Wolves and hiking yeah. around. Very good. Yeah. What are you currently reading? You know, I'm a I'm not a book reader. I know I should be, but I'm like a magazine and article reader, and I'm constantly reading articles about um, mostly engineering and studio recording stuff. So. Um, I can't remember a specific one that I've read recently, but it would be something in that realm. Okay. What fictional character do you want to be? That's a great question. Um, Maybe Jon Snow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Any hidden talents? Um, No, I kind of wear my talents on my sleeve. Just... I don't think I have any hidden ones. <laughs> What's your favorite type of music? Um, I would have to definitely say uh, in the realm of jazz. When do you feel happy? I feel happy. I'm honestly, I feel happy every single day. Um, I'm I'm really happy in life right now, just between my my family and my job and and my band and everything that's going on right now. But. Um, yeah, happiest when I'm at home, though, for sure. Like when I get home and, and, and wind down for the day and my kiddos come home, that's my happiest point, I think. Hmm. What song do you listen to to feel happy? Um, That's a, another good one. I have been working on a lot of theater lately, and um, I, I love these theater um, musical songs that my friend Larry Starr writes, and I do a lot of work with him um, both at the theater and here in the studio, and I was listening to it this morning, and... It's just so fun. I think that that would probably have to be it. 
All right, your favorite word in English. That's really hard. Thanks. Uh, Andre, thanks for putting that one on there. Keep it PG, please. I wish I could have had these ahead of time. No. That's, that would lose some of the fun. Yeah, we want to get your honest, unadulterated answers. Oh, my gosh. Um, what comes to your mind? There's got to be something. Um, how about a made-up word um, that I use instead of twiddling my thumbs? I say uh, dinker plunkin. Your favorite word in Spanish? La lucha. Okay. It's more of a phrase, I guess. Yeah, it works. What does it mean? The struggle. So anytime I'm shaking my head, I just kind of say la lucha. What are the top three things on your bucket list? Traveling for sure. I'm constantly seeing people post things online or and just pictures of places that I would like to go, and I haven't been able to travel as much as I would like to. Um, and to tie on to that idea, I would love to be able to do it musically. That would be even more of a huge dream to be able to be touring, playing music, and seeing the world too. Um, another bucket list item would have to be uh, to have a, a Grammy hanging on my wall in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> You'll get there. That's that's the dream. I have faith in that. I guess Grammys don't hang on the wall. Never mind. They sit on a desk. But we'll get you a real fancy show. Yeah, gold you. record or a Grammy, either one. I'll have the last question, and that is, who is your greatest role model? Um, I would say probably uh, Maya Angelou. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. For so many reasons. I could talk about her all day. <laughs> well, we don't have the time. No. We're just kidding. <laughs> Hey, Brian Boozer, thank you so much for being our very first guest. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're awesome. What and a great last name. Yeah. Right? Yeah, most people don't forget meeting me because no. it's, it's pretty one of a kind. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for playing host to the Hello Bakersfield podcast. It's absolutely my pleasure, and I'm excited every time that I know it's podcast day, I get really excited. So. Yay. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure working with you. Thank well, you. that's our show. A huge thanks to Brian Boozer and Om Studios, located in downtown Bakersfield, for producing today's show, and to the Hate Drugs for the opening theme. We'll be back soon with another episode of Hello, Bakersfield. Until then, bye, Bakersfield. Goodbye, Bakersfield. Hasta luego. Bye-bye, Bakersfield. <laughs>